Maybe the new virus slapped your job and made you irrelevant. Maybe you hate your boss and you want to set him on fire. Maybe you hate working for a nine to five and being in a cubicle underneath fluorescent lights every day without any exercise. Or maybe you just like money and you want to earn it on your own terms. So today I'm going to show you exactly how to get hired as a freelancer and pretty much own your own job, own your own career, own your future by actually having a skill set that you develop and you get clients for it and they pay you what you want because you have a finely tuned skill. So check it out in this video. What's up my friend and welcome back. I'm Evan from Motive Emotion. I make videos all about copywriting and freelancing and consulting and how to be very, very high paid as a consultant and copywriter by dialing your one skill set that you have to offer as clients or two clients rather as a marketer and as a consultant. And today's video, I'm going to be showing you exactly how to get hired as a freelancer, whether you're just brand spanking new and you have no skill set, you don't really know what you're going to be up to, or whether you've been doing this for a long time, maybe 10, 20 years in a job or in a career, or even like less than that, like five, and you actually just want to phase out and start working for yourself. So in this video, I'm going to show you exactly how to do that. So if you enjoy this content, make sure to just crack the like button, just bang it, just smash it into oblivion, okay? So we can actually get this circulated around YouTube and we can bring more value to other people who would like to learn this content because I'm gonna be sharing a lot more videos. I'm really back at you with this other five-step formula. We already did the whole copywriting formula. I have another copywriting formula in terms of like email list and marketing. And now we have this five-step formula for basically how to get hired on your own as a freelancer. So if you'd like this content, smash the like button, make it super blue, click it until it's very blue. And then also, of course, subscribe because I got a lot more content coming for you and uh, coming at you and coming with you and coming towards you <laughs> and moving in your direction. And so basically, uh, yeah, if you subscribe and then hit the bell, you'll also be able to notify, uh, your YouTube will notify you if you are you know, tuned into the content rather than just being subbed and then not getting the notification by hitting that bell. Really important little minor detail because I've been uh, dropping videos for a long time and I have some subscribers, but the base is still very small. But I think that what's happening is a lot of people are subbed, but they're not also clicking the bell. So do those three things, you know, like, subscribe, hit the bell, and then comment if you have something specific that you want to ask me or you want to chat about with direct response copy. But today, without further ado, let's get into the video. I'm going to show you exactly how to get hired as a freelancer, whether you're just starting out or you've been doing this for years. Let's go. Alright, so in this five-step formula, I'll give you a little breakdown of what we're going to cover in the video and then also in, in the uh, descriptions, of course, I'm going to be doing the timestamps so you can click to whatever is most valuable and relevant to you in your situation at this moment. So basically, when you want to be a freelancer, there's five main things that you got to do. I always try to summarize everything that I do in a process, whether it's four or six five, or five steps, somewhere around there to make it really easy for you. So essentially, first thing, if you want to be a freelancer, obviously, you have to make a decision to commit but you have to commit to one niche that you really are gonna serve, right? So that's the first thing, is figure out who you're gonna serve and who you're gonna target, kind of like what you're gonna be working in, whether it's finance, real estate, you know, um, tech or e-commerce or SaaS or something like that. Gonna figure that out and that's very important, right? So that's number one, really pick your niche. It's very easy to do this and be a specialist rather than just be a generalist and serve everybody until you have that experience and the breadth of knowledge that you wanna serve a lot more people and open that up and niche up, if you will. You should really pick a niche and start with that. 
Number two is you're gonna draft your baseline of actual potential clients. So you could be possibly, you know, reaching out to at your level, whether it's, you know, professional, been doing it for 15 years and you know your game solid and on point, or you're brand new and you just wanna start adding value to a select number of businesses who are maybe a little bit uh, above you on the step, step ladder of revenue and experience instead of trying to jump up to a multi-million dollar business and start serving those clients because you're not at that level yet, right? So you wanna pick a baseline of levels of basically, you know, the potential clients that could be, you know, one, one day actual, you know, long-term clients for you, right? So that's really number two. Number three is you wanna draft that list of them, right? You basically want to get those people all together in a list, and I'm gonna show you some methods on how to do this. It's very simple, you can do it yourself by getting the experience down, or once you do it once or twice, you can just outsource it to someone who's actually very good at like data scraping and getting people on lists and lead gen, stuff like that. And then when you're able to do that, you have a, a baseline list of maybe 100, 250, 500 people or clients or lists of, of the actual companies that you can target. And that's very helpful because you have, you know, you know who you need to go after and what you need to do and your work is practically cut out for you. So I'm gonna show you that in video three, but in this video, of course, I'm gonna be covering all five steps. Number four is that you basically want to um, be able to actually start outreaching at this stage. You know, you need to do some cold email or cold sales, cold calling or whatever, or maybe you start doing a little bit of inbound where you do some lead magnets and you collect those list names. And once you have those list names, you start peppering them with offers and content and value. And that way you can do a lot more pull marketing. So it's actually, you know, them coming to you. Uh, it's a very good for positioning, but it really depends on kind of where you are and how, how savvy you are with tech and digital marketing and online marketing and the psychology of getting conversions and things like that. So that's number four. Number five, is that you actually need to obviously get them on the phone and close them, especially when you're doing higher ticket sales. Um, I know for me, I didn't start there. I started with my first client was like 50 bucks. And then after that, it was 500. You know, I, I decided to jack up that price based on the experience that I had just gotten for the next client. And so number five is like figuring out how to like get your skill packaged and then tell it on or sell it on the phone to someone, tell, tell people what you're about, what you're doing and what you serve. And that is very good because eventually you can start doing 50 bucks or 100 bucks and then later on you can move on to 500. Later on you can get a thousand, you know, 5,000, 10 grand even, you know. And um, I'll show you a little bit about my own experience when I've landed these clients at these levels that I all just mentioned. I've had clients at 5K, I've had clients at 10. I've had like smaller clients at 100 or 250 or 1,000. And um, a lot of this requires phone sales and phone knowledge because I don't mean how to like dial the phone. I mean like phone sales knowledge about how to how to actually sell to someone who you've never met, how to close them. And um, there's a lot of processes that go into that, like uh, writing a script and crafting a sales letter. Um, if you're gonna you know get them to sign up, and you're, you're doing the inbound thing we talked on number three, where you're actually getting them to talk to you because you want them to come to you, and then they fill out a form, and then you get them on the phone. But there's really no way around it if you're doing anything above maybe. I don't know, like 500, 800, and 1,000, somewhere around that range. Once you start getting into those higher ticket sales, higher ticket, like I don't consider higher ticket like one grand, but I, I know that a lot of people do, and a lot of people that are just starting out, they're definitely gonna think like, holy crap, how the hell would I get $1,000 on one phone call? And like, trust me, you can do it. We're gonna go over these things about how to get hired as a freelancer. And it, it really isn't as scary as you might think if you've never done it before, but it does take practice and it does take banging the phones and it does take repping, you know, and like getting those reps in the tank. And if you don't do that, you really are not gonna be able to have those skill sets to do so. So that's what we're gonna cover in number five um, because you do really need to be selling people on the phone. There's very few clients who are gonna give some random stranger like a grand or two grand uh, to do something, whether it's you know consulting or marketing or digital marketing, right? Or um, uh, graphic design or building a website or copywriting like I do. Like nobody's gonna just like be like, oh yeah, like I don't know who you are, I never heard of you, you have no references and no case studies, like no, no portfolio. 
sure, here's $10,000. Like it's probably not gonna happen. So the fifth step is really getting good on the phone, getting solid ninja levels on the phone and being able to close people. So that's really the recap of the five, five steps that we're gonna be breaking down in this video. So again, I hope you enjoyed this content. Make sure that you smash the like button and subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be able to be notified as soon as all this stuff comes out because I'm gonna be dropping each video in tandem. And then also what you can do here is you can click the link above with this little card that I have, which is all five videos in one. That's what we're summing up here. But each one is gonna be broken down and broken out into each stage and I'm gonna be posting them all in the cards. So you can click here right now. When, depending on when you're watching this, they will be all up or maybe one or two will be up or maybe it's brand new and this is the video you're gonna to wanna to watch. But either way, you can click the card here and see which of those videos is actually up and live and ready because I'm gonna be up, like, updating those and putting them all in the same playlist. So without further ado, let's get into the content. Let's start with number one, which is basically choosing your niche. All right, so in step one, we have choosing your niche. This is the number one step that you need to focus on when you start. I want you to figure out really the most tangible niche that you can just dive into with the lowest competition ideally and kind of a broad range of diverse interests that the clients or their prospects actually have and how to just like actually research a bit about that and then kind of jump in because this is the stage that's most important for sure because you do need to know who you're targeting and who you're selling to and who you're gonna um, actually be closing on the phone later on in five step or step five, right? But you, you really should spend the least uh, amount of time on this step because this is where most freelancers get hung up. So if you really don't know why you're doing what you're doing or who you're talking to, you're going to try to overanalyze the crap out of everything until you actually find something that's perfect for you. And by that time, you're just like you've already wasted tens of hours and you really don't know, you're not any further down the line of your goal of getting hired as a freelancer, especially if you're brand new. So this is the tip for the newest person, like the newbies, if you're brand new, you really need to spend the least amount of time on this. So there's a little mini equation that I would say, I would break down uh, this by, by like kind of like a teeter saw, like a, a seesaw if you will, right? The newer you are, the less time you wanna spend on this but the more experienced you are in your product and your services and your expertise, the more time you probably wanna spend at this first stage because it's so important. So if you're brand new, you should pick like a base level overview of your, your broadest category for your niche, right? And a lot of people don't agree with this, but this is a very subjective thing. And here's the thing, like most people are not gonna agree with this because basically if you're starting this as a copywriter or a designer or developer or whatever, like every freelancer, every consultant, every designer, they're all figuring out their own way to work. So it's totally okay if you don't agree with what I'm saying and if I don't agree with your, what you're saying, like if we have different approaches to the same problem, and that is gonna be very subjective and it's gonna be very natural. So I would say this is just my perspective and this is something I'm offering you and you can do whatever you'd like with it, especially with depending on where you are in your business and your revenue and your mindset and how much you're actually contributing to each market and whatever, it's up to you to figure this out. I'm just giving you what works for me and what I do usually, but if you're new, Again, the, the equation is that you need to spend the least amount of time. So if you're if you're brand new, uh, if you're down here on the skill level, and you you know you should spend the least amount of time on the level as well, because figuring out this thing is not going to be that difficult. And the most important thing here is that you are going to pivot later on, so you don't have to like be married to this niche, right? But if you are higher up on the skill level, then the time that you spend should actually meet and rise to match that. 
because you already know a little bit more about you know what you do in, in your business and how you serve clients and who you like to serve and who you like to work with. You have all these different touch points and experience points that newbies do not have. So either way, whatever you are at your process, it's up to you to, to like kind of figure out you know, if you're new, you should spend maybe a few hours, four or five hours to like research a niche and figure out what might be great, right? Maybe if you're in the middle, you should figure out maybe 10 hours or whatever. It's not really, it's kind of arbitrary. It's not, not exact science. But my point is for here on this process is that you need to figure out who you're going to uh, be in the market. How are you going to show up? And that always is going to come down to your copy and your messaging and your positioning of your offers and how you angle your services as well. And what hooks you're going to use to draw in certain people's and, uh, people and clients. It really depends on all of that stuff and it's gonna be reflected later on down on the line with that because it starts up here with your niche and your industry and then later everything gets trickled down. So if you're new, you really don't have any of those touch points but if you're more experienced, you do need to spend more time figuring out these basics because it will help you a lot longer uh, in the long range of things and in the long run, you'll be way better off. You have to switch around and pivot much less. So that's the first thing. Like I said, we're gonna be going over all these in this video. So you know, if you click here and it's there already, great. If not, just be patient. It'll be up in a week or two. But the number one video for the number one step, we're gonna go drive a lot deeper about how to do some preliminary research and how to choose your niche. But for now, just remember, you're going to want to choose a high level industry at the moment, right? So you're gonna to wanna to pick whether you're gonna do real estate. That's a huge industry. You're gonna do finance, right? That's a huge industry with a lot of different verticals inside. Um, or if you're gonna do e-commerce, which is another enormous industry, you know, online retail, whether you're gonna be selling an e-commerce, later on you can choose if you're gonna do like supplements or if you're gonna serve clients with, you know, developing websites for, you know, like a dog business or you're gonna help people with like bodybuilding or whatever it is, whatever product you're gonna sell in e-commerce, you're gonna be picking your vertical later. Like I said, we're gonna go down way deep into the rabbit hole in the number one video up here in the card, but for now, remember that the, the newer that you are, the less time you should be picking, you should be moving on to number two. The second thing here is that the, obviously the more experienced you are, the more time you should actually take into a consideration for who you're gonna choose as a niche and as a prospect. And then number number three here is like the main thing is that you need to pick a high level industry and then go commit to that. And remember it's not set in, soul, in stone, you're not married to this niche, you don't have to be there forever, but you do wanna start, you do wanna show up in the marketplace, you do wanna immediately start niching down, but not too much. Don't go too broad, don't go too narrow. Pick a high level industry, commit to that for at least the first month or two that you're freelancing, and then make sure that you can kind of be lean and agile and pivot as things don't work out or as you discover something in the middle, but you need to figure out that, you know, figure out that first step so you can basically move on. You need to figure out the best way that you're gonna get into an industry, break in and get known for what you do, and if it's not working, you can stay lean and agile and pivot, but don't spend too much time on this. So before we move on to number two, like I said, if you're liking this content, drop a like below, smash the like button and obliterate it and hurt its feelings so it makes sure that you are circulating this content around the internet so more people like you can see it. Share with your friends, family, mom, sister, brother, uncle, whoever loves copywriting and marketing and whoever would also get value from being a freelancer and learning how to basically control their income, their time, their freedom and do whatever they like in life. So that's the second thing I would like to say, the first thing is also subscribe and then make sure that you can hit that bell so you get notified on these new videos. So let's move on to number two where we're talking about compiling the initial rough baseline for setting up some expectations for who we're going to be reaching out to and what type of numbers are working on that. So with number two, the 
real step here is actually building a list of potential clients. Number three is we're going to move on to like setting those baseline targets and how do we, you know, set up our expectations to who we're going to be targeting and how many people we need to hit up for how many people we think we might get on the form for filling out information to how many people we might get on the call to how many people we're going to close and deliver. So that's kind of how the process goes for number three. But the second step really bleeds into number three because you need to figure out an initial list of your potential clients. And like I said, we're going to be going over all these in the cards and every video is going to be broken out. So for number two, uh, number two, forget how to count sometimes because math is hard, but like number two is basically figuring out the initial list that you're going to be speaking to. So let's say you, in the first example for number one, you chose real estate, right? You're going to choose real estate brokers, or maybe you're going to do property developers or like uh, lenders or, you know, anyone who is focused in the real estate market, but you're going to also niche down the next level. So maybe you're going to serve only brokers or, or serve only investors or only property developers, right? Pick one of those sub niches to be under your niche and then go after your list of potential clients. So I usually generally just start with a hundred. So this is going to be probably not even enough to land your first client unless you know what you're doing already. So if you're a brand new novice, then this level is actually crucial because you've already picked your niche. You haven't spent way too much time on like overanalyzing everything paralysis by analysis, uh, by the choice that you're trying to make, right? You're in the niche, you figured it out. You're like, yeah, cool. We're going to brand ourselves around that. Go for it. And we're going to do this. We're going for real estate. Great. The next level is choosing that little sub niche of who we're serving. So maybe it's brokers. All right, let's, let's tune into that example for brokers here. So you're already there and you've got the hundred prospects, the main list that you are going to be using to land your first client. Great. Hopefully if you get the client, that would be amazing. But I would say if you're brand new, it's unlikely even after reaching out to a hundred people that you would actually get a paying client, but that's not the point. And you would think, Evan, what are you talking about? Like I thought this was how to get hired as a freelancer. And you're not wrong, but the point is, is that you actually want to get the tangible experience because if you're brand new, I, again, I don't know where you are in your stage, but I would say if you are brand new, you really have no idea how this works at all yet. So you're going to have to get your chops. You're going to have to get your feet wet, right? You're going to have to actually reach out to the market, go out and move and be uncomfortable and just move forward and move past your fear. It's hard to hit up a hundred strangers. That's why we're not doing like 10,000 people. We're going to get a small list of a hundred people and we're going to be hitting them up basically pitching our services, but not in a super hard sell way. We're going to get that in number four and number five and basically how to do that in a soft sell kind of way, an environment that's actually natural. But this 100, if you're brand new, is you're, is you're like getting your feet wet, getting your hands dirty, all these metaphors for getting actually started. Like that is the number one purpose because once you've done through that and you've moved, basically gone through moving the 100 uh, people to the contacted from just you know potential list you're, you're moving them down your pipeline then after that 100 you're going to be a lot more well versed in actually reaching out to strangers and trying to strike up business conversations with them right it becomes a lot more easy after this 100 people right and if you are experienced you know you know how sales works you know how the pipeline works you know closing psychology you basically understand how to like sell your services and pitch it and everything then you're going to be golden after this 100 you'll probably come out with one or two maybe even three or more clients right so on cold you you do a cold email cold calls whatever you do remember that if one to five percent of people respond to you you're in the money actually that's okay you know you don't want to go hard with trying to close the crap out of everyone and like pushing everything too hard and start ruining relationships you and i'll get to that in the number three baseline which is next but you do want to figure out that you know that baseline level for a hundred people is going to get you very well into the game you know so you've already got your niche you've chosen your sub niche You've chosen who you're going to serve and you're already getting a hundred list, a uh, hundred people list up in a you know spreadsheet or a document or whatever. 
And what this really looks like is finding people with certain criteria. So I would say stick to like three to four criteria where we're talking like revenue, employee numbers is a good one, um, location, and you know experience in the market or you know niche positioning or offers or whatever it may be so you can like not be super varied in like like spraying a shotgun with trying to who, who you're trying to reach right you don't want to be hitting up like a property developer that has a hundred million in sales every year and then also kind of going after that small agency that serves like four or five brokers a month you know and then make like they build like 10 or 15k a month or something right like you don't want to just be going after all these types of people because this one on the right or whatever on your right the property developers maybe they have 100 million in sales and a, a team of like 500 people all over this the nation that would be just way too much for you to jump in to handle especially when you're brand new but this agency might be a better fit but you can't get super narrow because you don't know who to target and how to talk to them and what their messaging is and what their needs are and you just don't have the time to like try to sh like shoot the shotgun approach and like spray everywhere with your your fishing for hooks and leads and whatnot because you're basically trying to get leads and you're trying to keep them in a small bubble of like all the same type of people like basically with with reeling them in that you can get with your messaging and your copy and your targeting instead of like trying to shoot uh, from the hip and trying to get anyone and everyone and I know that especially if you're new it might be thinking you know you might be thinking that right now it's a great idea to try to get anybody and everybody because we just need the money coming in we need business we're gonna like learn this thing but it really couldn't be farther from the truth. You're actually going to want to slow down and try to figure out a little tight group of people that you can target because you get to know them better. You build relationships, become known in the niche better. You serve a smaller group of people so you can become more focused and deliver them more stuff instead of half-assing it. And most importantly, you're targeting the people with the same things that they need, the needs that they have, the pain points that they have in their business, right? So let's move on to number three, which is essentially setting up your baseline, your expectations for numbers and pitching people and how much you're actually gonna have to reach out to get potential leads coming in and selling them on the phone. So we're gonna run down a couple little baselines here. So basically when we already have the 100 list, especially if you're new and if you're, you know, if you're more experienced, you can start with the 100 list or maybe 200, 250, that's a good number. But you don't wanna just be doing way too much that you can't really handle. So let's say you're already, you know, you're brand new and you have a list of 100 or maybe you are a little bit more experienced. Let's say you have a list of 250 because you know with some predictability that you're gonna be able to close some people and you're gonna actually, you have a little copy chops, so you can like, outreach to people in a natural way and get them engaged and stop you know not not hard selling and pitching them but you can actually get them to the next level of the pipeline start moving that up and you can set that up because you have the skill set already great but if you're brand new you know you want to start with a list that's smaller that's more manageable for you so this list you know there's a lot of different ways that we're going to be talking about how to craft it like i said in these videos we're going to break down on each video about how to do that and that's going to be up in the cards here but um in you know, we'll, we'll cover that more in depth. So if you want to actually learn, you know, how to do that, then like I said, check that video. But for now, we got to keep it broad and, uh, and uh, kind of high level overview, like 30,000 feet view. So you really get the, the tangible, you know, steps you can know what to do. So this, this uh, third, third list, basically the step is basically figuring out your, your baseline target. So I'm going to just give you these because I think this is valuable for you to get started. So let's say you've already started your list. You've got your niche and you know who you're targeting and you know what they kind of want in life and in their business and what they're trying to achieve. And then you've already set up your potential list of potential clients in that sub niche. Maybe you're going for brokers in this example, like I said. So what you would do is you put your list uh, together of a hundred brokers in your area. And these type of 
people, they don't know who you are, they don't know what you do, they don't really know like how you can serve them. So your job is basically to get acquainted with them. So I'm gonna give you a, a super shortcut key here, and the, the key here is that you do not want to pitch the crap out of them. You know, you don't want to be hard selling them. We're gonna to get to that in number four as well, but you don't want to be like just in their face trying to sell them and tell them everything that you're good at and how great you are and how amazing you can help you know benefit their business and all that. Like you want to take it a little bit more easy. And if you do that, you're gonna have much better numbers on this front end. And so that's a little side tip. So you need to keep that in mind. You know, you're literally just looking to connect with another human and ask them what's up with their life and their business and what they're trying to achieve and how you can help them with that. And if they have these struggles, X, Y, Z, right? And we're getting into, into, into that number four, but this third step, you need to, I'm gonna give you these baselines here. So if you're on cold, right? You're doing cold email or maybe you're picking up the phone and you're banging the phone basically every day with cold calls. You want to just basically look for, you know, maybe three to five people. So three to 5% on average out of 100. And again, it's on average. So you may have 100 that you reach out to and you get one response. And then the next 100 you reach out to, you get 10 responses. And that's kind of how it works with these averages game. It's not gonna be every single time you hit 100 people up, you're gonna get uh, you know three to five people back or whatever. But I would say shoot for like three to three to 5% or three to five people, every 100 persons that you contact. You know, if you are focused on cold email or cold calling, you should not be super focused on trying to get 20 people out of 100 out because most people are gonna ignore you, they're gonna unsubscribe from you, they're gonna tell you to you know, do some other things with yourself and go away. <laughs> like basically a lot of people, you know, they don't want emails at all, they don't wanna hear, hear from cold at all, that's totally fine, you have to respect that decision. You make sure that you're following the laws for your emails with the Can Spam Act and all that stuff. There's like seven pointers that you need to do. I can throw them up on the screen right here as well, but there's like seven main things that you need to follow if you're in the US and if you're in EU, you have to be very careful about this as well because of GDPR and all that stuff. So there's a lot of different things you need to follow, but basically if you follow these seven outlines for can spam and you are in America, then you will be fine. But you know, a lot of people are gonna tell you to go away. A lot of people are not interested. A lot of people will never respond to you. A lot of people just read it and they think it's interesting and they're engaged or you know uh, entertained and then they're never gonna talk to you again. That's fine too, but you do need to figure out like, Who's, who's the most engaged and how can you hit them back and give them value over time? And so this is what you're gonna do when you're, when you're expecting these numbers, right? You should have low expectations for this. I know it sounds weird and you wanna have high aspirations and ambitions, but your baseline targets should be very low on cold because they don't know you, they don't care about you. They're, you're basically like interrupting their day and your advertisement, if you will. So that's why I always talk about my cold emails to be like in, engaging and fun and exciting and kind of just like catch them off guard with actual value rather than just you know sending them some pitch from some random stranger that they don't wanna hear from, right? So that's number four, or that's actually number three rather. Like I said, counting is hard, math is difficult. So number three is actually just getting your baseline targets here. And actually when you're focused on getting your baselines of one to 5%, you will never be let down. You know, if, you, if one person responds to you out of 100 that you send out, you have a realistic expectation that it's okay, one person's interested, cool, that's one person that you got and maybe you can try to get them on the phone and whatnot. But you gotta also remember that your baseline numbers start here. Let's say you got 100 and you know five people respond, that's a very small percentage, okay, fine. But maybe one of those five or 20% of those five, right, will actually get on the phone with you, right? So you gotta remember it's like a funnel. Everything in marketing and sales is like a funnel and a pipeline. So up here, we talked about this in this other series. Um, you can check my playlist on the YouTube homepage for my channel, but we're talking about how to get you know sales clients as a beginner copywriter, how to write sales copy if you've never written it before, how to build your email list, all this good stuff. 
everything is a funnel in marketing. So you have your sales funnel set up. So for this example, it's a hundred people up top. And then the next level you're in the middle of funnel might be like the five that respond, hopefully, you know, and I'm talking about respond positively. I'm not saying like the ones that tell you to go to hell, like those people, you're going to have to just unsubscribe and move them on off the list and pretty much not talk to them again. That's just, you respect their wishes. It is what it is, right? I'm talking about people who are like, Hey, like John, like that's a cool email. I would actually like to be, you know, chatting with you. We might have a need for your service one, you know, one day in the future in the next few months, right? Great. That's one of the five, right? So, for the hundred, you get that and then maybe five positive responses or it's going to be more like that right out of a hundred. And then the next level is like how many people you actually got to respond to send them to your form, your proprietary form where you actually intake them and figure out how to qualify them. And then maybe, you know, one person trickles all the way down to the, uh, the end of the funnel and then that person gets on the phone with you and even then they may close, they may not, right? So this is why you need numbers on your side and you need realistic baseline targets. And that's why you need to get very good at figuring out your sales funnels. And that's why I say you should start with your number one 100 list, the prospects, the people you'd like to deal with and potentially sell and work with and whatnot. If it doesn't work out, you can move on. You can make those way wider and start with, you know, 250, 500 and go another level up and try to get the numbers really working on your side. And that's what I mean by baseline targeting for the numbers and keeping a realist, realistic perspective with the cold emails and the copywriting that you're doing and when you're starting this up because it's very, very important. So that's that's really what's, what we got for number three. So let's move on to number four where we're actually talking about starting to contact them and cold email them and mostly focusing on two things which is soft selling and value proposition because you want to be engaging and entertaining but you also want to like sell them because you do want to get them to the next stage. But the worst thing you could do and that most people do that I see all the time is new freelancers, they just send out these sales emails like, hey, my name's Sally. I'm like a budding direct response copywriter. I'm a budding developer. I'm budding like graphic design consultant and I would like to you know, maybe sell you on this and that and do you have availability and here's my prices. Like, don't do that. Like usually, you know, most people start with that and I understand why, but it's like, it's a step too, too far. You're, you're kind of jumping the gun, right? So I'm gonna show you what to do instead with this fourth step. So let's crack into that right now. Okay, so for step four, we're talking about valuable contacts, engaging and entertaining things, and then soft selling, right? So these two things are very important. These are the keys that you really need to get started. Um, so what I mean by that for, for this stage, like you really don't want to be selling people in hardcore in their face because they don't know you, you don't have a relationship, you don't have any rapport and you're just annoying because imagine how you feel when people hit you up and they're like, Hey, I got all these services for sale for your business and they're really good. You should buy them. So this is the prices. So you want to get on a call or what? How do you feel? You're like, no, I don't even know you. Like this isn't even helpful at all. Like you don't even know what I want or what I'm trying to go for. Right? So I, I personally take a step back with this stuff and what I do with my cold emails when I'm, when I'm sitting them out for clients, like I've sent out tens of thousands of emails over the years. And what happens is like I use streak for the pipeline, right? Because it's very good and it's very, um, you know, delineated. You can, you can, uh, target your person very well, but you can also kind of segment them in each stage that they are in and then move them to the next stage as you send emails and as you kind of segment and as you test your offers and you can split test, you can automate it, you can, uh, you can customize the name formats, like the name and decision maker title, the position in the client and the business and all that stuff. Like you can actually do that automatically while sending, you know, 300 emails at the same time in a second after scheduling it. So streak is very good. I use it. I recommend it. It's great. Um, but this is what you're doing in your whole pitch because what I would like to do, if you were going to, um, talk about this whole kind of like this, uh, real estate broker industry and niche example, right? We're going to roll with that example. What I would say is let's say you got your list of a hundred people there and you're going to reach out to them. So 
these are people, you know, you're reaching out to human beings. So you need to just be relatable first instead of trying to pitch anything. So my secret thing, you know, whatever, if I'm doing a cold email is I like to keep it light and funny if I can, if I can make it funny or just like ironic and silly, but not too silly and stupid, but like kind of just lighthearted so they get a chuckle out of it or that it take, takes their guard down really well. It works really, really well when you're doing cold email. So we'll just roll with this example of cold email because you could be getting prospect 100,000 in one way. It's like, it really depends. but let's say you've gone with this real estate niche or the industry rather, right? And you're going to be doing the niche of brokers and you're going to be serving those brokers and you want to get a list of a hundred of them and you've got your list of a hundred in them and you're ready to like, you know, you're, you're ready and you're kind of calibrated with your realistic baselines and targets. So what you want to do is keep these two things in mind of the soft sale and then the value. So when you're coming with value, what value for them means at this stage typically is that you are giving something that's engaging and it kind of breaks them up from their day, their monotonous routine, and you are sending them something that's kind of funny or it's like silly or something that's like personally relatable, right? So you're not sending them pitches. You're hardly even telling them what you do. You can have them, you know, what you do is your LinkedIn and your, fo- your photos and uh, your, your link and your website or whatever and your footer, but you want to be so relaxed and so soft sell that you're just kind of like engaging a friend, right? So you wanna write these emails, like you know, direct response copy is great as a tip for a conversational copy, it works very well, right? That's like a standard for writing copy, it has to be conversational and not using huge words and trying to impress people and like, you know, showing how cool you are and what you can do and how great it is, but mainly just relaxing a bit, shooting them an email that's friendly and non-confrontational, it's conversational rather, right? And then you're you're start, you're start sparking up a conversation with a, with a person that you'd like to, interview or talk to you about the niche or maybe obviously sell them one day, but you're not even leading with that, right? So that's valuable to them because you're dropping their guard, you're communicating them with, you know, basically a level of human, you know, touch, human touch, you're just being normal. And that is really engaging and fun to look at and fun to read and watch. And it's like, oh great, you're refreshing because you're actually new in the market or whatever. I've never heard of you before, but that's okay because you're not like the 50 other people that just pitched me and hard sell the crap out of the services that I don't want or need. And they don't even care about me or my name and they don't even know who I am. They've never done any research on me, right? That's, that's who you're up against. Most of your competitors are going to be people who are just blasting people with like a generic response, with a template, with no name, no customization, just me focused, give me money, like, hello, I don't know who you are, but I want to get your money, so just give me that money. Like, that's basically their mindset, and it's really pitiful. So I would say, you know, just easily set yourself apart by that, uh, by, uh, from those people by doing this method, I'm telling you. And then that leads into the second, which is a soft sell, which is like, hey, like, do you have you know, five minutes to chat on the phone this week? Or are you interested in these types of services? Or maybe you say something like, you know, well, are you, are you dealing with these things? Like, is this frustrating for you at XYZ Corporation? Like, do you, do you actually face this? Or am I totally off base? You know, you could tell me to go jump off a cliff if you like, if I'm being annoying, but I'm asking, you know, whatever your, your preference is for this business. Like, is this something you're dealing with? Or was I so far off that you're just laughing in my face right now or whatever? Like make it like funny and laughable and kind of just like chill and like, because you're still after the goal, which is landing them on the phone and like selling them your services ideally. Right. But your first thing should be learning them and who they are learning about their life, what they're dealing with in a business. And then of course, making friends with them and building a relationship. That should be your number one concern because it's like a prerequisite. Your sales are here, your prerequisite of the relationship is here. If you don't have that, you're not getting any sales. I don't know if you know anybody who just buys thing off of the random with the, the uh, what's it called, like an impulse buy for thousands of dollars, but there's not a whole lot of people like that. And especially when you're actually doing a service in a business and especially when it runs by a team and people are focused on their, their whole kind of like delivery for clients and they have a business to run, you know? so. This is something you need to keep in mind with these two tips of valuable, 
like pitches that are not even sounding like pitches or feeling like pitches. They're just fun and refreshing. Number two is a soft sell of like getting them to the next stage because you always need a call to action in your copy. So you really are moving them next to the next stages and up again and again by doing this on at scale with 100 people, 200 people, 300 people and moving them to the next stage so you can get them on the phone but you're, you're kind of like pain point hunting, right? Your solution is something custom to them and your solutions are really looking for the valuable service that you can deliver for them and you're 100% you're in their corner. You're their biggest fan rather than just being some salesperson that's annoying and gets thrown off the front step after five seconds, right? So that's really number four. Um, figuring out how you can soft sell them with valuable approaches that are engaging, entertaining, maybe tell them a short story, maybe do some type of inside joke or something that you know is industry specific, right? But keep it light, keep it nice, and make sure that you're there engaged. And then when you move on to number five, everything will be much easier. So let's move on to number five, but before we do, make sure to smash the like button. It's right below you, it's looking at you. It's even got your thumb pointed up to me because it's wanting you to smash the like button. It's just begging you, it's like, please, Make me blue. I'm happier when I'm blue. So if you hear that from the like button, because I'm hearing it right now, and uh, also the subscribe button is kind of crying for the same attention. It's not my fault. They're just really needy and like very attention prone. So if you want to give them some of the love, just smash them. I don't know why they like that, but they do. So also, if it pops up, make sure to hit the bell because you will actually be notified first by these videos. And keep in mind, in this card, uh, if they're not there yet, they will be, but I'm going to be breaking each topic on each one of these things that we're covering in this card and if they're you know up in this card up in the corner you can click them and go through each one of those videos so that's gonna be super valuable for you if you're learning like each step because we're gonna dive way deeper into the steps than we are going now on this overview so if you like that click here yada yada all right This is where you need to actually start building the relationship with them on your emails or your calls or whatever on the phone that you're getting them to the next level and you're selling them because this is something that you need to carry out with all your business interactions if you're going to be a client, client freelancer relationship building person. Like if you're going to be a consultant, a developer, a business owner who's selling the services like an agency structure. Uh, whatever it is, copywriter, you know, you're going to be focused on selling them on the phone because you're going to be actually dialing the skill that, that gives you the money and gives them the value, right? It's the, it's the capitalism finance. Like it's the trade for value for money. Like you're giving the service, they're giving you the money. It's simple as that. This is the transaction that make it happen, right? If this doesn't happen, you don't get paid. They don't get service and you've got to focus on delivering them. So like, instead of getting over your, you know, like getting all stuck up in your head with all the fears of sales and whatever, especially if you're new, you know, like how can I charge much for my services, whatever. Like, again, we're going to go through that in those videos, but this is the stage that actually needs to happen before anything else can actually happen. It's the stage that is the last and final stage that you're asking for the sale, right? So this is a whole process and it's way bigger than we could go over in this overview video, but I do want to impart a few fundamentals to you, right? So when we're talking about the funnel here, we got the long, like funnel that hopefully doesn't take too long on your sales cycle, but it should be at least like a week or so. It gets a hundred people down to the next stage where you got maybe five or three or whatever of them. They're focused on, you know, giving you what, what you want, which is a response. The next level of people have said yes to move on to your, you know, form fill out and or booking a call with you, which your calendar service can easily handle. And then you've got a few people who are here. So let's say you got you know, 100, 200 people, whatever, and those people trickle down all the way, you got three new calls lined up for Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, right? So what you need to do is you need to screen these people by going out with the form and using this in a good way. I can show you some of mine as well on the screen right here, but basically showing the form that you're gonna be having them 
um, fill out with you know their details about where they want to go in life and business and what they're struggling with and what they're stuck on and how you can help them and things like that. These are the most valuable things you're offering to someone like this because you're getting the data that was going to help you qualify them either in or out, like weed them out or actually pull them into the next level. Some people you're going to find after the form fill out that it's just not that it's not that great. Like it's not a fit. You're not going to be able to serve them or maybe they don't have enough budget or maybe they just aren't. You don't really know how to uh, you know give them value because you've never done that before. And it's like you don't have you're out of your league with that. Right. And there's better prospects who we could help a lot more. You know that. Right. Whatever it is, you're gonna find a few people weeding out by qualifying them and a few people falling by the wayside, which is totally okay because the means that you can help the people that are coming down to the next level that much better, right? So let's say you got three calls lined up. What you need to do is you, after you've qualified these people, you need to figure out what they want and you need to build a rapport. So basically a very, very high level, broad generalized, generalized sweeping overview of this is like the first stage of the call is building rapport, build the relationship with the person, know who they are. Like remember what is valuable to them, right? That's the first step. Number two is find to figure out how their pain points are affecting their life and their business and where they're stuck in their business and how you might be able to help them. But don't fix it yet, right? You're selling them, you're le learning, you're discovering and who they are, what they are, what they're working on, what they're focused on. You're discovering ways to sell them, right? So you're keeping your mouth shut, but you're only asking questions. So that's, that's the pain points. Number three is like talking about solutions, right? Basically figuring out, okay, well, what would happen if you could figure this out? What would what would it mean for your business? You know, how much more money could you make? Well, could you hire the employees you've always wanted? Or could you move into the office space that you look more legit where you have clients entertained or whatever it is that you're going after, where are you trying to go? So like what's not working now? And number two, number three, what's where you're trying to go, right? And then number four, you really start like putting together your pitches and like pitching them and sharing them with them what you have to offer and what you do, what your experience is, what your expertise is, right? This is where you're sharing how you can change their life and improve their business, right? That's what it is. Number five is basically the close, the money question, the moving forward question, the yes or no, the answering objections, right? That's a very high level overview. And on number five in this video, we're gonna, and if it's not there, like I said, please be patient. I've got a lot more in the arsenal that's on its way. This is gonna be there and it's going to, you know, focus on these five steps of the sales process. But essentially, this is a very broad level overview right now. But if you can do this and you can figure this out, you're going to be able to sell your services that much more efficiently, that much more effectively. You're going to be looked at as the professional. You're going to be feeling great because you're making money helping people. You're going to be already off to the races by collecting money and like working on your own and pretty much being able to live wherever you'd like and have that one skill set so you can travel or you can you know set up your own office or whatever it is at home. And you don't have to be reliant on your boss. You don't have to be reliant on your income. You don't really know, I mean, your income in terms of like someone else controlling it. You really are going to have a skill set that you've dialed. And just like me, like I've, I've dialed the number one skill set for me is copy. It's direct response, copywriting and marketing and consulting. And people have paid me high ticket prices. I mean, people have paid me literally like 500 bucks, a thousand bucks for a project. Like even this last week I landed two for a thousand each. You know, it's like those are the mid-level prospects that like keep, keep me going. And I like doing that work, but it's not even the highest. Like I've had several clients at $5,000. And like some of those projects where I'm focused on like 5k packages takes me like maybe 10 or 20 hours, right? So if it's 10 hours, I'm earning 500 bucks an hour. If it's 20 hours, I'm earning a rough, an, a rough average of 250 per hour. And that's clock time. Like I've, I've timed a stopwatch these numbers and like map, mapped it out, make sure that I know exactly what I'm earning. The clients that I've sold at $10,000 packages, sometimes I have them break it out for 3,000 or three and, three and a half, like each month for three months or maybe 5k twice like over two months right 
and that's okay because it's just a payment plan, but I don't negotiate on price, you know? So this is like what I'm doing in my own business. I'm, sh I'm just sharing these exact secrets that I use and the techniques and strategies with you so you can get hired as a freelancer so you can live the life that you'd actually wanna do and really do what you wanna do in life rather than just trying to like scrape by at a job or like kind of be directionless or whatever, right? So those 10K packages that I've sold for clients, like for instance, those are uh, maybe a delivery of 20 hours, right? And it's like $500 an hour on average. And like, I don't know who you know, or I know even in my space, like accountants, lawyers, legal, paralegal, like uh, doctors, like a lot of those people are not even earning 500 bucks an hour or 250 or 300 or whatever. Like a lot of lawyers, they, they charge or bill like 200 bucks an hour, 300 bucks an hour. That's pretty standard, which is great. But they went through so much training, so much debt usually because nobody at 18 has 100 grand to spend on a law degree or whatever, right? They have so many hours of their lives, so many years trained and focused on that thing before they even get into the market. But I'm telling you right now, like this is the skill sets that you can learn. It's crazy. Like you can learn online marketing, digital marketing, um, business consulting, you know, strategic problem solving. Uh, graphic design is a great niche. Like I said, a lot like uh, developing, web developing, coding, like these coders, some of these guys make six figures, like well into six figures. And some of these guys charge like 200 bucks an hour for their coding or they have a project with the website that makes 60 grand off of that. Like it's crazy, you know, but they have that skill and they didn't go to school for that. Usually they learn it in books and study courses and like online and they teach themselves with these programs and courses. Like, so the potential is literally freaking limitless. Like it's, it's, you can do anything that you'd like to do with your skill set as long as you leverage it. And as long as you get paid well for your time, you charge what you're worth. And it's crazy what you can make as a copywriter, designer, developer, whatever you might be, consultant. Um, but you don't have to go to school for 10 years or whatever to like get this degree nowadays because it's all shifting online. And again, I'm not knocking anybody who did that. Like I respect that they spent a lot of years and they spent a lot of money, but man, a lot of people are in super savage levels debt of debt nowadays because they're just stuck in the hole trying to get out of it and they make really good bank but they're just trying to climb out of the hole that they have. It really, all I'm saying is that, that that old model is like very outdated nowadays because unless you wanna be in a specific niche or specific industry, and so all I'm saying to you is the sky's the limit, the barrier is lower than it's ever been, and you can get into this, this knowledge-based you know, selling, which is essentially consulting or, or um, design or copy or whatever you are doing as a freelancer on a freelance basis or running your own agency, right? So. That was all just a long-winded, like a little conclusion to wrap up the facts that like you can get into any industry you want to break into as long as you're willing to put in the discipline and the time, you study, you focus on your craft and you, per you perfect it, you focus on mastery and you really just focus on getting your first client with your five-step formula that I've just outlined and that I will outline in these videos a lot more in depth in each breakout video. and you don't have to wait around on anybody. You don't have to get any permission. You don't have to wait for your boss. You don't have to have a boss. You don't have to go to school. You don't have to go into debt. Like nowadays, in 2020 and beyond, leveraging the internet, especially with this new crisis, I know that you've seen a lot of people have lost their jobs and been furloughed and, and canned and basically it is what it is. Like a lot of people are moving more to remote work for this and uh, it opened up a new shift and a lot more people are gonna be willing and open and, and um, and uh, like open-minded to doing this or to hiring people and whether they work online or wherever, right? And for me, I've been doing this for the last four years nonstop and I've lived in Thailand, Vietnam, Bali, Malaysia, Japan, and now I lived in Eastern Europe and just been exploring all these countries 
and like I live wherever I want. I spend way less than I earn. I have very low expenses. Obviously, it helps me chunk money away and start investing it again for the future and then putting it back into my business. But for the long haul, like it's geo arbitrage. And so like you can do this as well if you'd like to. You just need to learn a skill, master it, use this five-step formula or other ones where you can like go out into the market and pump your services by developing relationships with people who in a specific industry that you choose and you can pivot as long as it's too competitive and you just find this isn't working or maybe your strategies weren't working or whatever it may be. You can pivot, you can do, you can uh, go to another level and choose what you'd like to do. So that is what I wanted to impart to you. Everything is possible nowadays. The barrier entry is super low. Um, you can pretty much choose whatever you'd like to do and figure out how to jump into it like today and figure that out and, and, and control your income. Choose your time. Choose your wise focus on a mastery, a skill, and pretty much make whatever you'd like to make as long as the market is good and it demands the prices that you have and you're able to um, charge what you'd like and structure it so your time is leveraged. So. That's what I've got for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I appreciate your time. If you're here, like already by the end of this, then you're a trooper. Like I said, most people have squirrel level attention spans, so nobody pays attention to the end. So if that's you, proud of you, <laughs> happy you that you're actually like focused on your goals and ambition in life and where you actually want to go and uh, being more free by being a freelancer. This is what it is. You're free to do whatever you serve any clients, charge what you like, choose your own hours, choose your time. Choose your travel if you'd like because you can do this from anywhere. If you have a laptop, you're set up, you know, you're good, Wi-Fi, you're done. It's easy. So I would just say that if you can follow this five-step formula, you're able to really choose your lifestyle and choose your format that you'd like to work and you have the freedom to do whatever you want. It's not always easy. It is simple though. It does take a very good specific level of focus. Like I told you with this video, this is a five-step formula to get you started. It's more than enough. You can take everything that I just taught you and go do it right now. Like you can just go start figuring it out right now. And if you need a little bit more guidance, again, check out what I'm doing here uh, because I'm going to show every video and each breakout video is going to show really in depth how to do each step. So if you like this video, make sure you smash the like button, smash the subscribe button, and stay around for the long term by clicking the bell to get the notifications very first when I drop new videos. Every single time you get uh, notified when I'm going to drop each one of these long term videos that I'm talking about. You know, we're going to break out each one of these uh, five steps and you're going to be the first one that's notified so you can watch it immediately and then go do it and then apply it and start earning money as a freelancer. So that's what I got for you today, as well as uh, a couple little things was one more message about how to start copywriting, because if you want to choose copywriting, I've got a product for you and I've got a very exciting offer that you can learn a lot about copywriting in a very short period of time. So let's go into that now. And I've talked about that in the future and uh, you'll really enjoy what I got for you in store. But once again, signing off, it's Evan from Motive Emotion. Peace. So I got one more thing for you that I think you'll find really valuable. So. The last thing that I wanted to sum up this with is the fact that I put a very special thing together for you specifically, and it's an information product that will teach you a lot about copywriting, especially if you're a beginner. It teaches you a lot about how to actually choose your market, how to research them, how to get into your demo, psychographics, and what I've created called the Evo Graphics, which is a sort of a, an influential uh, state and an influential uh, and persuasive method for attracting your clients and converting them very predictably. Uh, that I call Evo Graphics. It's based on e evolutionary psychology, which is basically teaching you how to channel certain desires that every single market has. And it's a good baseline. Uh, it's kind of like a catch-all for understanding human psychology as a general whole and being able to act upon that knowledge. So I'm gonna flash an image on the screen right here, but basically what I call it is the ultimate copywriting guide to selling anything online. 
and it's really a cheap product. It's like a very beginner's manual thing, um, but it's a book in the first chapter of the book that is actually demonstrated in this um, information product. But also I'm giving you a lot of different bonuses in terms of like if you're selling on e-commerce, I'm giving you something called um, my proprietary profit and conversion system that will help you research, understand your market, how to write, how to craft new letters, how to craft ads and product descriptions that really convert and also giving you the idea when you're targeting a new market on how to speak to them, how to really go deep on their psychology. And the other thing that I'm throwing up here is the Evo Graphics Guidebook, which is uh, showing you something very special in terms of uh, starting from ground zero and understanding behavioral uh, economics and game theory and how they basically intertwine in terms of when people are making decisions and especially buying decisions. So that's what I wanted to clue you guys in on. Um, this product has been running in the background for a very long time now, so probably two or three years, but uh, it's gotten a lot of good reviews and a lot of good feedback from a lot of brand new copywriters who really just wanna get in the game. And I'm pretty much taking you onto a new level with a very like low friction, low, easy, uh, easy decision-making process to give you a big leg up so you can understand how to get really good at your copy in a very short amount of time without doing a whole lot of effort and a lot of years of practice and trials and errors and a lot of failures to be honest because when I'm working through this copy for several years the first start that I had I was really just I had no idea what I was doing I didn't know how to write copy I didn't know how to target my audience I don't know how to speak to them in a manner that they actually responded to I didn't know how to do the research I didn't know how to make an offer how to craft a compelling sales message or email or ad or anything I didn't know anything about funnels or marketing or strategy or any of that so like I'm just giving you the keys to the kingdom in one succinct, easy guidebook that you can understand quickly and digest the information and go out and use it. And it's not super long. It's not crazy. You're not going to spend, you know, 20 hours reading this product and digesting it. You know, it's very quick on the uptake. You are able to read it once, give it a good gloss over, come back to it kind of as a, as a library and a resource to help you write better copy and the profit conversion system straight up is like templates like it's you're taking this out of you know thin air and actually understanding how to pull out a headline that that speaks to your audience relatively quickly and I give a lot of different templates inside the book as well so you'll be able to understand and see and apply most importantly um, the headlines and the subheads and the angles and the hooks and things that are very powerful for reeling in the customer that you want um, that to attract off of your copy and that you are getting them to make a decision that you have outlined in your in your uh, ideas and your strategy which is generally to buy the product or to buy the service or to opt in or get you picking up the phone and calling you and whatnot because this is the direct response fundamentals this is the basics so with all that said, this whole video I've crafted just for you so you can understand how to craft a very powerful direct response copy, ad, letter, email, marketing funnel, some piece of the funnel that is gonna convert new clients into customers and paying clients. You don't get that experience until you actually do the copy and you put it into the market, you write it, you edit it yourself, you polish it, you publish it. And then you see what happens with your copy and how people are using it, the feedback you're getting, the conversions it's getting or not, how to split test, how to run it. And this is kind of like a guidebook to get you up and running a, a, like ASAP because without wasting any time. And so it's not full of theory. It's not stuff that you're just going to learn and like tuck away in your pocket for, you know, the next 10 years. Like it's stuff that you can look at it and write and look at it and write and refer to it and learn and write and imply it. You know, that, that is the way that you're going to be learning and actually doing something that makes a difference in people's lives in terms of the customers, the clients that you're serving. And so again, I'm going to throw that um, picture up right quick and you can see exactly kind of what is in this process and what's in the program. And again, like I said, it's very low friction, very easy to start with this program and this product. It's very cheap and really it's a steal and um, you get a, 
a lot of benefits in terms of like up leveling your copy in a very authentic, natural and fast way. And you can kind of shortcut my own learning curves and take all the things that I failed upon and just improve and them. actually be very good at copy in a very quick time frame rather than take the slow grind up the huge hill and uh, and just not kind of know where you're starting because that's that's how everyone starts. So I would say do this quick shortcut, you know, get a level up, like learn from my learning curve. Don't make all of your own mistakes because you don't have to. Don't set yourself back six months when you could just get a, a leg up and basically go check that below. You will just click the link. You'll be on my site in a GIF and you will love the product. And if it's not for you, it's totally understandable. But this is something that can really help your life and help your mar marketing copy and help you earn money from anywhere, earn from your laptop, work from anywhere in the world like I do, you know, travel around the world, do whatever you want to do with your life and 